0: A caring community dedicated to the success and well-being of all. This is MLSD Version 2.0, a podcast for the staff of the Moses Lake School District, filled with important information to keep you informed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of MLSD Version 2.0. This is Dr. Joshua Meek, Superintendent, and I'm pleased to bring you the newest episode of this podcast series, as a way of communicating with all of you important information, details, celebrations, and messages for our important work. We launched this podcast series with the title of MLSD version 2.0 as a way of recognizing our new way of doing school. But today, version 2.0 becomes more real than ever. ever. We've reached the end of chapter one, our first semester, and next week we'll start our second semester, our 2.0. While this wasn't the original intent of this title series we'll take it for today as a way of celebrating the road we've been down to get where we are. Let us use today as a time of reflection and celebration of that journey. It hasn't always been perfect. It may have been tiring and exhausting but it's also been amazing. We've learned a lot along the way and this podcast will focus specifically on some of those lessons learned. To help with that reflection I've invited our school board president, Vicki Melcher, to co-host this session with me. How are you doing today, Vicki?
1: I am doing very well, thank you for asking. And I am excited to be here with you to share some of the positives I've witnessed of this unique school year where our students and staff have learned simultaneously. A year where there a need for certainty has become a year of intuition and faith. A year where self-doubt, and supposed to, has become meaningful work and a year where we all learned that being vulnerable is synonymous with being courageous.
0: I agree, Vicki, and today we're going to share some of the things that we've witnessed over the last several months. And there are many reasons to celebrate, but we've selected a few of the most noticeable. To start, many of you know that I'm a baseball dad. In fact, I would argue that we're simply a baseball family. So it should be no surprise that one of my favorite movies of all times is Field of Dreams. You may ask why I'm sharing this information with you right now, so let me explain. There's a line from that classic film that you all can probably cite. If you build it, they will come. Now, I'm not saying I'm hearing voices like rated in that movie, but I can tell you a thousand times over the last several months, I have thought that exact line. You see, we've heard plenty of voices saying things like, kids will never wear a mask. It's not possible to cohort. That's way too much time to spend in one class. Parents won't complete the health attestations every day, and this is just going to be a big mess. It's going to take too long to check every student in in the morning, and of course the fear that school is going to be shut down within a few days or weeks of opening. To all of those voices, I simply say this. If you build it, they will come. I truly believe that one of the parts of the human spirit is that people are good. They want to do what's right. Sure, errors can happen, and sometimes some bad things happen. I'm not naive. But setting the bar high, working hard to stay clear with those expectations, reminding others when things slip, and not giving up when it gets tough. We, all of us, have built it, and they showed up. I think back to my early teaching days filled with those Harry Wong videos encouraging us to set the bar high, and students will get there. We set the bar high. So many times there's been a controversy about if our district is doing the right thing at the right time. And I would just say that what that question fails to recognize that is in order for something to be right, the logic would make the opposite wrong. I simply can't find clarity in all of these decisions decisions being right or wrong. It's not that simple. Sometimes you just have to believe in it and start building it. They will come.
1: Thinking outside the box and getting outside our comfort zone are two catchphrases that I have certainly witnessed during this pandemic in our schools and in myself. When you think about the word common in both of them, outside, it usually is associated with neutral feelings. But when it is framed with the thought of having to do something unfamiliar, it becomes a negative feeling such as uneasiness, uncomfortable, frightened, and hopeless. It is when we use those negative feelings to get creative or reach outside what is comfortable, we make great strides in our personal growth and in turn achieve success. I remember a foggy day in September before school started when I was given a tour of one of our schools and how impressed I was with the outside the box mentality and achieved success there. The staff and administration went above and beyond to make sure they addressed every health requirement. It wasn't long other schools in and out of our district were seeking helpful information from this school. What a compliment to them. When I asked what attributed to this school's ability to put the students' learning as their first priority, I was told, we just knew it needed to be done, and we did it. I have since been back to that school and have witnessed individual teachers stepping outside their comfort zone to learn and try new technology. And those teachers would be the first to admit that they never thought they could learn, but because they are committed to doing what is best for their students, they put in the extra time to learn to, as Josh says, get comfortable with uncomfortable, and again with much success for our students. A big thank you to Monica and Stefan for always being there to help staff think outside the box and expand their comfort zone. They have even been able to encourage me, a teacher before Google Classroom, Ed Puzzle, Screencastify, and so on, to grow by expanding my comfort zone.
0: I want to share and highlight something that has really turned into something special and unique. We have a lot of amazing things happening, but one that really sticks out to me is something that was viewed as impossible. What in the world could full-time remote elementary look like? When we started this venture, it may have been the perfect recipe for a giant mess. We had to have large class sizes, with students completely remote from their homes, using technology and other materials, serving kids from multiple neighborhood schools, without official online curriculum, and in the 11th hour we had to ask graciously for some of our emergency sub educators to work this year as teachers. I think few people felt fully comfortable that all of this would work out. And really while the rest of the state was doing remote full-time, our context was very different. These were students and families that had chosen to be remote despite other options available. Looking back now, all I can say is wow. I've seen people step up. I've witnessed the impossible become possible. I've noticed new professional collaboration groups among teachers breaking down the traditional walls of school buildings, bringing together colleagues from multiple schools. I've seen our earliest learners and our kindergartners and first graders find a place and a belonging in an online classroom And having their learning needs met. I have a special place of gratitude in my heart for those of you who are wrapping up the summer thinking you were going to return with us this fall as a paraeducator until shortly before school you got a call from one of us asking you to be a teacher. Not only did you step up but you've been shining. We've had experienced teachers who have been leading grade levels serving as mentors teachers and tech support. Everyone has just dove in and got it done and I'm beyond proud of our work. I would also be remiss if I didn't take this chance to give a special thank you to Chris Kambach for his leadership. While many hands have been a part of making this work, I know without Chris's leadership, it would not be the same. Both Chris and Kelly Yeager took this on in addition to their normal job, and they've been tireless warriors to make it work. Well done, my friends, well done.
1: Another huge positive that has developed from the past 11 months is all the collaboration that is happening within the district. I made reference to witnessing more collaboration in my first video last summer. There were the morning announcements and a couple book studies where I saw the collaboration working. In my visits to the schools, one of the common positives that I hear from principals is the increased amount of time meeting with fellow principals. Not only have the principals across the district had more time to come together, but also within each school, the staff is working together to come up with creative ways to accommodate our students' educational and emotional needs. The most recent example of this is the elementary school principals coming together to generate guidelines for parents' requests of a placement change. Then, each school staff came together to use those guidelines to best fit the needs of those requests. Another example is the numerous book studies happening simultaneously across the district. The perfect illustration of collaboration within our district is how the different departments have come together to meet the needs of our students. When our educational world changed, the transportation, food service, technology, and maintenance departments band together to make that change as painless as possible. And at the top of all that department collaboration Is our HR team working endlessly to ensure our students get the best possible education even in the middle of the pandemic? Thank you everyone.
0: A few weeks ago as I was driving I saw a bumper sticker on the back of a car that I think was placed there just for me. It simply said, keep calm and let the nurse handle it. That single bumper sticker may have summed up the last six months of my life perfectly. I've never in my career had a greater appreciation and understanding for the role of a school nurse like I do right now. A few weeks back, we got to recognize our nursing team at a school board meeting, and it was an emotionally charged celebration because I know that while we've gotten many accolades as a district and comments about a job well done, that that would not be happening without our nurses. We've had just over 4% of our total student and staff population test positive for covid By most standards, a 96% success rate would be pretty good. But let me be clear, our district plans were never based on the assumption or false belief that we would escape the virus altogether. We have been focused and committed to minimizing the risk, making safety and health a priority, and developing protocols for when people become ill to keep others safe. Our nurses have been at the core of that work. Let me correct that. The nurses are the core of that work. According to the Chinese zodiac, this year is the year of the rat, which I might find a little bit fitting, but I am hereby officially reclassifying this the year of the nurse. So for all of those reasons and so many more, let us take this weekend and the end of this semester as a celebration and an opening of a new door. Good job. One of my favorite books has a line that's simple. Well done, good and faithful servant. To each and every one of you, well done. Please join me for the next episode of MLSD version 2.0.